live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Hope you had a great weekend. Carmen and Yurko back. No crosstalk today. Waddle and Sylvie will be on uh, late in the afternoon, and then Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8 tonight. But we've got White Sox baseball in an hour. We're taking you to Sox and Mariners as the Sox look for their first Cactus League win of the year, 0-2, after the weekend, where they scored only two runs, a couple of solo shots. Yurko correctly identified Gavin Sheets hit one of them. I believe Jake Berger hit the other, and that was it for the weekend. Yes. So today and Friday, the White Sox will be on at 2. So uh, we'll take you up until... The start of that game out in the Cactus League. Tomorrow we're going to be going to Indy when we start the show talking to Courtney Cronin, Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus. will meet the media in the morning as the NFL descends upon Indianapolis for the annual scouting combine. You know, Some have wondered, is this thing a little obsolete at this point? Uh, DeMarie Smith has said, why don't they just pick out about four different regional, uh, you know, geographically, you know, what makes sense? Just do four regional pro days. Uh, or pro weeks for all the prospects. Why are we still doing this thing where we go to Indy? But some guys love it. Some guys swear by it. Braxton Jones uh, recently right. talked about what it did for him. Seventh round draft Playing choice. at a smaller school. Fifth round, I believe. For fifth Braxton. round? Fifth yeah. round. Thank you. You know, and someone like you who went to the Combine, and, and you did give an, uh, all the teams an opportunity to take a look at you. Now, you didn't get drafted. Packers almost drafted you. Well, I had three that almost drafted me. Washington, one of them? Washington in the sixth round. The Packers yeah. called me in the tenth, and I think Detroit dropped the phone call too i didn't get drafted which is fine uh, but i went to the combine i got invited to the blue gray game okay which was an all-star game played on christmas day in mobile alabama so i went or montgomery i think it was montgomery it was alabama montgomery, yeah. so i went down there um played in that game participated as a little bit fish out of water it's like okay you're playing against um a little bit of higher level competition we had good level competition at eastern Illinois, but it was a little bit better and it wasn't the best guys because the best guys were playing in the bowl games. Mm. So you didn't have the best guys, but you had some of the best guys that were NFL prospects. So I got a chance to kind of measure up against that. And I was a little bit of fish out of water. Uh, big fish in a little pond, not so much of a big fish in the big pond. So I was trying to find my way about. Went to the combine to post numbers. So I trained for the combine to post those numbers. Now, remember, after a long four-month NFL season, you've got about Two months to get ready for the combine, after college which season. is not the easiest thing to do after you get done playing. Right. So you're trying to build that strength. You're trying to build some speed. Try to get there so you can put up the best numbers. And the best thing that happens there is you get out in front of everybody and get to compare yourself to everybody that's there. You know? And the NFL teams get to do it, too. Everybody's next to each other. Yeah. So you get a chance to see what's happening and what's going on. And they get to measure speed. Uh, I had a 28-inch vertical jump. I had a 4-4-4 20-yard shuttle. My 40 time was 5-2-5. Usually the disparity between the 40 time and the 20 shuttle is four-tenths of a second. So if anybody knew anything, when they looked at those numbers, they said this guy can really change directions. Right. And he's got great short area burst. That's what you get from that number. 4-4-4 so compared to a 5-2-5 40. You can look at that and you can conclude right. that, hey, this guy's got a short area burst and he's got great change of direction. Which is that's valuable what that told you considering in, your position. On the interior, yeah. yes. It's valuable on the interior. Yeah. So that's what that told you. 
and then the rest of it. So he doesn't have a second or a third or a fourth gear. <laughs> Those gears don't exist for this guy. <laughs> this guy's at top speed after 10, and that's it. Top speed of 10 yards, and that's it. But we don't need to be any faster if you're playing the defensive line position. Right. As Mongo once said, when, when chasing Barry Sanders, if he's even, he's leaving. leaving. That's the way it was. Yeah. Okay? So... It worked out for me. I, I was on the bench. I did 25 reps, which is fine. Wasn't phenomenal, but it wasn't horrific it's a either. Lot of reps, though. And you got a chance to meet with some teams. I met with the New York Giants. I met with some other guys, the Buffalo Bills. So I just met with a bunch of people, which was nice. You get your name out there. I was at the All Star game. Um, my medical condition was a concern, which I, I had a knee injury in 1987. And it was a concern for everybody. Mm. And ultimately, even with teams that were considering me, saw the medical issue with the knee, and they said, no, nope, we're just not going to do it. If we want them, we'll get them in a free agency. I ended up si- three teams I could have signed with, Detroit, Kansas City, or Miami. And I chose Miami. And then uh, four guys that were down there in Miami, Sean Lee, Alfred Oglesby, um, Alfred Oglesby, Brian Soshan, and myself, Brian in 1992, were starting at four different places around the NFL. How about that? So... Uh, so Shea was in Denver starting as their nose tackle. Alfred was in Miami. I was in Green Bay. And Sean Lee was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hmm. And then Sean Lee later played for the Chicago Bears, if yes, you remember the name. I do. Yeah. So uh, that was an era where uh, an ACL injury was like a medical red ACL flag. ACL was that. a medical You're, red flag. Like, no. You were not going to get drafted, Man. especially my ITB procedure that I had now. The wow. procedures they have are, are simpler, are um, a little bit quicker of a recovery time. And not as much wear and tear inside the knee as they go about their business. But Different world now. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? That's the way it was. I was happy. I was part of the process. I was happy to be at the combine. I was happy to give a great effort. That's back when everybody still worked out. And nobody skipped workouts at the combine every, back then? Everybody worked out unless you had a medical unless situation. Okay. If you had a hammy, well, you couldn't run, obviously. You could bench press probably, but you couldn't run. I'll tell you what, there was probably none of TV cameras there looking at you guys. No like cameras. There today. I mean. No cameras. What a thing. It's a spectacle now. Right. No cameras. I mean, the 40 time is obviously the most important thing, and that's what people see. And when the receivers start putting up four threes and four twos, yeah. that's what everybody's come to see. But, you know, the quarterback drills and shorts and, and shirts is really. And even know, that. I mean, it'll be all over the do? TV. Yeah. Or- well, and it's you know the ability to throw, the ability to throw on time, but still, there's no pass rush. No. It's no this, it's no that. But it, it gets together, and then you know the competition usually brings the cream to the top, and so that's what it's all about. It's about getting all that testosterone in one room and watching to see who ends up taking over in certain areas. So Bryce Young will not throw. The other quarterbacks are going to throw this week. I think that's a mistake. But that's fine. He wants to throw it as pro day. He's going to throw it as pro day. Jalen Carter will not work out. Again, he's going. He'll get measured. He's going to talk to teams. He will work out only at Georgia's pro day. Uh, he, you know, look, both of them are going to be drafted in the top four regardless. Doesn't, I guess it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Will Anderson participating, Abdallah? Do you know? He's doing some drills. He's doing some, okay. He's doing like, he's not going to pull the full Jalen Carter. He's going to do some things. He'll do the stuff that he's great at. Yeah, yeah. and then he'll do the rest if, at. If he knows he's going to run a great 40, he'll run the 40. I keep going back and forth, Yurk, on who, like if the Bears stay in a position in the top four to draft one of those two, I keep yeah. going back and forth on who I want him to draft. Because, man, with the best thing about Will, I mean, obviously Will Anderson's a stud, don't get me wrong. Um, and Abdallah can tell you because he's a big Alabama fan. I mean, he's obviously a stud. But, like, and I don't know, 
where this should factor into the calculus when it's all said and done. But he doesn't ever seem to stop going. And I love that. I love that trait. I love that attribute. I don't, and maybe I'm putting too much into it. But he just seems to be the kind of, I don't know, am I wrong, Adam? I mean, he just seems to be like, no, a, you don't want a guy I'm going to keep going. Like, I'm coming for you, and I'm going to get you, and that's it. Whether it's a running back or he's pressuring, or he's pressuring the quarterback, like whatever it is, he just seems to have that motor. Even when he was taking plays off during the bowl game, like one of the plays he was on the field for, he forced an interception. He like, like he's just even he's when all, he is taking plays, he's off. all and that was like that was a bowl game. He was supposed to be taking plays off, like he was just out there for a little bit. But, yeah, like it dominated. didn't matter. But to say that somebody never takes a play off, that's not true. Well, even Reggie took everybody plays takes off. Yeah, plays off. Yeah. If you're out there for eight plays in a row and you rush to pass for four times, it's like four. 40 yard sprints. Yeah. At some point, you're not going to give the maximum amount of effort because guess what? You can't. I, you're, that, you're, you're trying to breathe more than you're trying to make a play. Like if you watch 60 plays of nah. Will Anderson in an Alabama game, yeah, you're going to find some plays. You're going to say, Carm, what are you talking about? But I'm by and large, the kid just seems when yeah. he's engaged, he's got like he's right. got some nasty to him. My like, biggest knock on him this year was the dude jumped off sides so many freaking times. Uh, that's like in that Texas game, he easily caused 25 yards in pen mm. offsides penalties like at least five or six times yeah, it was are teachable do you, fixable do you know thing? the drill here the drill for him to quit jumping offside the, the football on the what they do with the green football the green football on the yeah. green stick on the stick so the green football green stick green glove on the hand so he can't even see it so he's looking at the football and it it it, it blends in with in. the grass yeah so now you've really got to visually concentrate on movement yeah. Okay. That's what you've got to do. O line moves on sound. D line motion. Um, the minute the ball's in motion, we go. Hmm. You, you have to ignore the sound. We're we're you're, yeah, trained, you're trained to, to ignore, ignore the, the, sound. the noise, but except for your linebackers' calls, but you ignore the quarterback's voice because you move on sight. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. How come some quarterbacks are still so good at using that Steve sound, DeBerg. though? Steve just, DeBerg was the best. Was he better than, like, Rogers? Steve DeBerg was, was the best. Really? The best. I never would have guessed that. I'm Steve DeBerg. You. Wow. Steve DeBerg. Dutchman. The Flying Dutchman. The flying Dutchman. Yeah. Rogers is a, is a master of it, too, yeah, though. Mahomes is. is pretty yeah. good. But that's back before they would call you for, like, uh, a little gyration. Back then, you got the gyration. You got everything. Mm. And he was the best at it. Mm. Steve DeBerg. Well, I haven't heard Steve DeBerg's name in a while. Didn't think we'd hear it today. Well, you heard it. I gave it to you. Well, that's a good breakdown on the combine from you and why also you looks do like think it's Will Ferrell a little bit. He does uh, yeah. look like Will Ferrell yeah. a little bit. That I totally agree with. Frank's in Canaryville. What up, Frank? Frankie! Hey, hey how's it going, guys? Great, man. Good. Uh, I was calling about uh, the Bears trading no- number one pick. Sure. I have a scenario. All right, shoot. All right. Uh, they trade down the floor with Indy. They get their first rounder next year and a second rounder this year. I love that. And then the team that really needs a quarterback, Carolina. You get their first rounder next year, and you get three picks that they got from McCaffrey that are this year. So you're just going back. So you're going from four to nine. You're trading once, going to four. You're trading to nine. You're adding two extra first rounders. And then you get Skronsky. You're back in the early portion of the second round with Indy's pick, and then you draft Pete Skronsky. That's That seems right, yeah, right? Hey, you, get, you get six picks to help your team for the next two years. Yeah. It's not a bad idea, Frank. You're going to load up a lot if you move back twice. If you move twice, you're going to get some stuff. Yes, you are. You're going to get some stuff, but you're not going to get Jalen Carter. And you will not get Will Anderson. You will not get either one of those two, just, no, just so you know it. So you got to be okay with that. That's what I was asking earlier. I like the Bears double fans move. okay with that? I like the double move two to four. That's the move I like. Ooh. Two to four, that's the move. Because then you can still get one of them. 
too far, you can get one. Or if somebody falls in love, you can go back. Now, you might not be getting as much maybe in terms of your haul because if a team like Carolina or Vegas wants to go up, they, they got to give, give you more. more they because gotta they're give you more. jumping higher. Yeah. 312-332-3776. Speaking of the Bears moving and shaking and just the way they control the board this offseason, Adam Schefter was on the station earlier today talking about that. With cap and hoodie, if you missed it, we'll play a good chunk for you that I think Bears, uh, Bears fans should hear. Uh, we'll take more of your Bears calls. We're talking about the rules changes in MLB as we finally got to see those rolled out in the Cactus and Grapefruit Leagues this weekend. Plus, I want uh, to touch on the NBA a little bit. Some some NBA thoughts from the weekend. It was an exciting weekend. The Bulls had a couple of wins. What does that really matter, though? We'll discuss that coming up in a little bit. 312-332 ESPN. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Combine starts tomorrow. Adam Schefter was on the station earlier today with Cap and Hoodie. If you missed it, download the ESPN Chicago app and you can catch up there. But talked about the Bears rebuild and how uh, it sure feels and seems like the Bears are going to stick with Justin Fields and build around him. And they were asking Adam if uh, that's a good idea and if the Bears can succeed. We've seen other quarterbacks, like the Eagles went out last offseason and surrounded Jalen Hurts with talent. Like, Jalen Hurts looked like he could play, but there were still some questions. They went out, they put A.J. Brown around him. Uh, they drafted Devontae Smith. You, you saw the difference it made. And so um, they have to they have to do a better job of protecting Justin Fields, putting great players around Justin Fields. You know, the, the wide receiver crew they played with last year was, was substandard. It just was. And they attempted to upgrade with Chase Claypool. They need more help at the position. It doesn't stop there. You know, Cole Komet was the leading receiver. They, they need to get some weapons there. And David Montgomery is now a free agent. We'll see what they do with that. They Look, to me, when we go into this offseason, I know everybody's waiting for a decision for Aaron Rodgers and, and, and waiting to hear what he has to say. But I don't think that there's any one person that's going to impact this offseason any more than the Chicago Bears general manager, Ryan Pulse. Here's a man that holds the number one overall pick. Here's a man that has roughly $100 million in cap space. Here's a man that's going to be moving and shaking. And so right now is the start of a critical two months the future of this Bears franchise. And it starts now, and Ryan Poles is going to be at the center of it. How about that? There's just a little snippet from Adam Schefter. Uh, they have all those things. They've got the power right now. And they got a valuable trade asset because it doesn't appear that they're quarterback hunting. And when you're not, you could sit back and sort of dictate terms. It's a beautiful thing. Now you got to ask yourself how far is too far? Who do you want to make sure you don't miss out on? Do they feel like Carter or Anderson are generational-type players that they could build their defense around? Well, then maybe you are only trading once. If you see value in other players like a Paris Johnson, like a Pete Skronsky, like a Jackson Smith and Jigba, maybe you're trading multiple times. That's something they have to decide, and they're going to have to be comfortable with their decision and live with it. You, know, you hope uh, they don't pass on a generational defensive talent, that's for sure, if they do do that. My guess is they're staying somewhere in that top four to make sure they get one of those two guys here. That's just four my guess. Two to four would be ideal. Two yeah. to four would be ideal. That'd be my guess. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm guessing it would be ideal. That's where they want to be. But maybe the Washington Commanders don't tag Deron Payne. 
And the Bears go out and sign him, and maybe it becomes... That's why speculating about the draft is kind of I know, silly. I know, until we know. Until we know with free agency. Two weeks from today, legal you, tampering window opens. You may address a handful of things, and now, okay, uh, there's a little bit clearer direction what they might have to do in the draft. You're right. So we, we can go through every scenario we want to. Let's go with the triple bond. It, it's like uh, war games, yep. where they're going through all the scenarios, uh, thermonuclear war. We're going to go with... Uh, the Babinski method. We're going to go with Stravinsky. We're going to go with Stoichkov. You know, we're going to go through all the methods on how we're going to go to war or how we're going to do this NFL draft. And at the end of the day, it's not going to make a damn difference. You're like until we know what they do in free agency, yes, then we'll free get a better agency idea. Will tell us what's going to happen or what direction they might want to go. Have any tags been placed on any players yet? That I was trying I, to keep I up with that this weekend, but I haven't any seen tags. Carm. You guys seen anything? Chris, Adam, I don't. I don't. No, think no it, tags. No tags. Yeah, right? been tagged. Now you still have what? They got another week. You have until next Monday or two. I think you have until next Tuesday. There's got to be a, a track a route until tomorrow to yeah. to start putting the tags on. And this the suspicion, speculation. I think the smart money is on a guy like Payne being tagged. You would guess in Washington. I'm looking for a franchise tag tacker right now. Oh, I Full list. Who's had it? it. Who's got it? got it? How's the tag work? Um, I don't know. I'll play one more Schefter bite. This is on the Bears uh, wanting to trade number one. And uh, what about other teams in the top ten that might be interested in moving up? Oh, listen. Um, when you look at the draft and the possibilities that are out there, we have the Texans at two, mm-hmm. the Colts at four, the Seahawks at five, the Raiders at seven, Falcons at eight, Panthers at nine. One, two, three, four, five. That's six teams in the top ten that you could make an argument will not be or could use help at the quarterback position. Six teams. So the Bears have the number one pick and really don't have a need a quarterback. I mean, I know there's talk about Justin Fields. I'm not buying. I think he's their guy. They just have to surround him with the right people. And so if you don't have a glaring need a quarterback, and they don't, and the Texans, Colts, Seahawks, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, all have quarterback questions over the long term, uh, you, you, you could have potentially, you know, a feeding frenzy for that number one overall pick. And so, it creates an incredible situation for that organization and a chance to recoup a lot of these picks and to really stock up for the future. And that, that's what this is about right now. Feeding frenzy for that number one pick. I love it. From North Carolina, Cody is on ESPN 1000. Hello, Cody. Hey, guys. I just wanted to give my two cents in. I think a lot of Bears fans and the experts, not necessarily you guys, um, but a lot of people are tending to forget and need to remind themselves of is the Bears are number one in cap spend going into free agency on March 15th. And if I was Ryan Poles, I'd hold that number one pick as ransom as close as we can get to that draft and see who we can get in free agency. If we can get one of the top tier defensive linemen, if you know we can get one of the stud running backs, you know, so on and so forth, and see what who? we can play with. Stud who? Don't say stud running back. Around stud me. who? Stud what? <laughs> stud running backs. Waste your money on running backs. Everything else is a good thought, but no running backs. Yeah. But at least hold on to it as long as you can and maximize that yes. value. Yeah. And I think that, that's the I think that's a kind of trade that's going to happen as we get much, much closer. You're right. That's not something that's going to happen a month from now or six weeks from now. We're way into April, folks, right before that happens. 
And uh, I saw the note on Get Up. I've seen it a few places. Get Up was uh, talking about it this morning, too. It's only been two instances in the 2000s, Yurko, where the number one overall pick was traded. They don't count the Manning-Rivers thing because they were drafted and traded. So they don't count that. Do you know the two times the number one pick has been traded? Only twice in the 2000s has that happened in the NFL. The number one pick has been traded in the NFL yes. in the 2000s. In the 2000s. It's only happened twice. Again, they don't count the Manning-Rivers swap. Right, the Manning-Rivers swap. Because um, they were both drafted and then traded. Nope, I don't remember. Michael Vick. Mm-hmm. Atlanta traded up to number one. 2001? To get, uh, I think 2000. 2000 or two, yeah, I think 2000. You're, Michael Vick, uh, the Atlanta Falcons traded up to number one. And the Los Angeles Rams traded up to number one in 2016 to grab Jared Goff, if you can believe it. Uh, but they did do that, yes. So that's the only two times that it's happened in the 2000s. It hasn't happened a lot. I think it's a safe bet to say it's going to happen this year. And if Aaron Rodgers is out of the division, Jared Goff and the Lions are going to be the favorite to win the division here. Yes. I think in some places they're already the favorite now. I think it's close, kind of neck and neck with Green Bay. Some betting shops. Yes. Like, um, As our guy Todd Furman says, some shops. So and I use have points bet a, a certain amount of money, and I, I was looking at it last week, and the Lions were the favorite. I'll look to see if that's changed at all. I'm pretty sure I saw that as uh, I was looking at some NFL future stuff. Now last they got week. the Vikings coming down. Yes. They'd be the second pick, right? Uh, th- uh, I think it. Was I don't think they'd Packers be. Packers were still second. I don't know without Aaron Rodgers, which is well, a lot of speculation. I would guess the Packers would be third, and the uh, Chicago Bears would be a distant fourth. I think a very distant. Yeah, um, very distant fourth. Man, maybe they took them off. I swear I was looking at it last week, but now I do not see. You can't find one? No, they've got, uh, they might have taken the division prop down. They had it up for a little while last week, but I don't see it right now. They do have NFL champion, AFL, NFC champions, uh, NF, uh, AFC, NFC champions. Uh, in terms of the draft, they've got Bryce Young as your, you know, your pretty significant favorite of going number one overall. What's yeah? Minus 150. C.J. Stroud is 4-1, to one. Will Levis is 5.5-1, to one. and Anthony Richardson, who Yurko made this point last week, has gone from like 101. He's 6-1 to one on points bet right now. 6-1. to one. Look for that to get a lot tighter as we get close. Jalen Carter's 7-1. to one. Will Anderson's 8-1. to one. Everybody else, you really start to get stretched out get after distance. that. You yeah. Get, yeah, you really start to you get into the plus. You go from 8-1 to one out to plus 5,000, uh, out to plus 10,000. You know, you really stretch it out after that. It's going to be one of those quarterbacks, obviously. The Richardson one is so fascinating, Yerk. Like, I'm slightly tempted to just, even at 6-1 to one right now, I mean, all the value is kind of gone, but, like, even at 6-1, to one, to put I, 50 I, bucks on I it to make 300 bucks. Where you see Anthony Richardson and what people are valuing him and what they're looking at him, I think if they liken him to Justin Fields and what Justin Fields has been able to do, mostly with his legs, some with his arm, what he's been like, I think people look favorably upon Justin Fields and what he's been able to do at the quarterback position with a new offensive coordinator heading into an offseason. They look favorably upon that as here's a big physical specimen like that right. that can get the ball sometimes where he needs to be, not often enough, not consistently enough, but if we work with him and we put him in our system, he'll find a way to flourish. Hmm. I think you could be so right that's a about good that. Thing I think Justin's a better with passer. what people are looking. Yeah. Right now he is, yes. Yeah, I'm much better. Now and, he is. But I would have said that coming out of college. Two I years Justin's in. A Two better. years in, you'd say but, that. But even out of college, I would have said, no, Justin Fields is the better passer. 
That's me. What do I know? I'm not an expert. You know what prop uh, points bet still has up? What? I know he submitted. Didn't he? They say he submitted the paperwork, right? But they still have a Tom Brady prop up, York. Tampa's playing. 49ers starting quarterback week one. Trey Lance, pretty heavy favorite, minus 300. Brock Purdy, plus 185. And at 60-1, to you have Tom Brady. Make the pet. Nah, Make a bet. I Put a twenty dollar bet on it. Sixty five to one. It's twelve hundred, thirteen hundred dollars, right? Put a twenty dollar bet on that, Carm. Thirteen hundred dollars coming back your way. What happens if Trey Lance gets hurt? Right in the preseason, pulls a hammy, and then uh, the shoulder or the elbow is acting up on him. You don't know. They still have a Brady prop. I'm just saying. I'm saying you don't know. I'd make a twenty dollar play on that. Twenty bucks on it. Thirteen hundred. Sixty to one. Sixty five to one. Carm. What do you? I mean, it's thirteen hundred dollars. Well, you don't like money. Of course I do. Do you like money? I'd take that money. Why do they still have it? I thought he submitted the paperwork. I, I'm still not convinced. I don't think I'll be convinced until week one rolls around and he's not playing for the 49ers. And I'll say no. He's he's officially retired. Maybe it comes back in October. Who the hell knows? 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and Yurko. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Follow the show on Twitter at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64. This is ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Inbound to Smart. Bounce pass Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Jason Tatum from downtown. 1.3 remaining. No timeouts left for Philadelphia. Oh! 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 They say no good. Came after the buzzer. And the Celtics win a thriller. Yurko, I thought it was going to be another Philly special Saturday night. The, the Sixers-Celtics game was awesome. I don't know how into NBA uh, everybody was this weekend, but uh, I love the NBA, as you know. The Sixers who? The Sixers-Celtics game was phenomenal. Big one, big one, yeah. That's That's like 1-2, right? Are they 1-2 in the league right now? uh, Milwaukee's 2. Milwaukee, do you realize Milwaukee hasn't lost in, I don't know, a month? I did not know that. They've won 14 in a row. They're they're winning without Giannis now. They beat the snot out of Miami on uh, Thursday. uh, What's going on up there? They're good, man. Do you see 25% of their team just sold to to Haslam from Cleveland? 25% 25% for you know how many billion? 3.4. Does that mean the team is worth $12 million? $12 billion. $13 billion. That's what it's yeah. worth? $13 billion? Wait, are you sure it was only 25%? Is that all it was? It's I thought it was his... I con- thought I looked at his... Whatever interest was 25... I thought it was 25%. I thought it was his controlling what I, interest. What I read was 25%. Oh, is that right? Maybe I read that if, wrong. If I'm wrong... No, it could be I'm wrong because there's no way in the world they're worth $13 billion. I wouldn't think so. So I would consider myself wrong. Maybe it's 75%. I thought it was the controlling interest in well, the may- team. Maybe I'll double I, check. Maybe I mislooked and my eyes deceived me. Saturday night, that that, that, that the Sixer... Um, Philly game, I mean, the Sixer uh, Celtic game, excuse me, was phenomenal. And it felt like a playoff game, felt like a playoff series. They might meet each other in the playoffs. Tatum hits a three after Embiid tied it with two free throws. And by the way, you got to love a big man like Embiid who you never worry about going to the free throw line late in games because he makes his free throws. That's a rarity, yeah. isn't it, Yerk? When a oh, big a man thing. just goes up and confidently knocks down free throws. Knock him down, yeah. So he ties it at one, I think it was 107 107 with a couple of free throws. Tatum gets the ball. Pull up three. Boom. 1.7 left. You heard Mike Breen's call. Out of timeouts. They inbound to Embiid, Yurko. One dribble, about 
three quarters court in, but the it was just they didn't have enough time. I mean, they, they, the ball was in his hand when the red light went on. I thought he in real time it was almost like you got to be kidding me, and he was going to tie it. It was great. And then last night's game uh, in Denver felt like a playoff game. It felt like a playoff series that could be a playoff matchup. The game between the Nuggets and the Clippers was fantastic last night. You asked how Yo- Joker did. I mean, yeah, how the Joker did. 40 do. and 17. Four, but he's had a couple of indifferent games in his last four. Yeah, they got blown out by Memphis the other night. Right. And he, he only spent about 20 minutes uh, in, in the game. Then two games before that, he only spent a handful of minutes. Uh, and he took to the, to the bench right away. He's still, though. I mean, he's just something. I mean, he's phenomenal. Come, I can't tell 40, you what the last 17 time they and lost. 10, Yurko. He had last night. The last loss for Milwaukee was a 114-102 game. 14 games ago. They're on a 14-game winning streak. I don't believe they've lost a game since Middleton came back to the lineup. I'm trying to look for a date on this, but they haven't given me a date on it. Yeah. They were 29-17 on that day, and now they find themselves at 43-17. Half game behind Boston. Without Giannis. These last couple of games. Well, even before the break, he only played, what, 10 minutes in the Bulls game. They won that game easy. They blew out Miami. They won again yesterday. But there's a lot of fun stuff happening in the NBA right now. Kawhi looks great again. Dame Lillard, that team might make the play in. Dame at 71. Did you see that? It's 71 last night, a super efficient 71. I think it took him just 38 yeah. shots. That game was January 21st. Yeah, it's been a, they haven't lost in over a month. January 21. Incredible. And then Pat Bev, baby. Pat Bev has injected life into the Bulls, Yurko. And Johnson just gave him a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a shove up the way up the floor. What's going on, fellow Tar Heel? A little out of control. Oh, Patrick Beverly. His first points as a Bull come in a exciting fashion. A chance at three. Cross court, Beverly hits a three. Oh, Patrick Beverly. Bang, bang, bang. Let's come back on Sunday and get another one, baby. One game at a time. One game at a time. 22 games remain, and the Pat Bev era in Chicago. I love Pat Bev, baby. Give me a t shirt, Pat Bev. Give me a t shirt. Patrick Beverly, a solid debut to say the least, and the Bulls with a dominant 131 to 87 win. Pat Bev's going to help the Bulls get to uh, 35 wins. Yeah. Well, a little bit more than that. It's trending a little bit more. Than 38 wins. 38. They're a half a game out of the 10th spot, Carmen. That's good for you and Olive Garden. Yeah, because I had a man. I need for the, you and Olive Garden, kid. I sort of need the Pat Bev pop right now. I need LeBron to keep getting it. LeBron got hurt yesterday, but like they, I need LeBron. Yeah, but to, didn't he finish the game? Was he in the game? Uh, I don't know if he was in the game at the end. He might he might have, but I think they said he was also going to get checked out today because he... He heard a pop? Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know if he heard a pop. No, that's what he said. He heard a pop. He said he, said he heard yeah. a pop, but he yeah. finished the game. But he finished the he game when he heard a pop. checked out today. You hear a pop and you finish the game? What, are you hearing things? Maybe he's a cyborg. What, are you trying to set up the flu game? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> I need LeBron... To uh, finish out his stated mission of these being like the most 20 important games of his career. And I need the Bulls to, to sneak in so that because it, it will. I think then I'm in the clear of, he- of avoiding Olive Garden. Yeah. Like if the Lakers and the Bulls can make it, I think I'm going to get within that four miss range. Right. You know, but like Portland's threatening now. I did not have Portland in out west in the play in game. So 
I'll tell you what, I'll bring that sheet. If somebody can remind me tomorrow, I'll try to remember. I'm yeah, going to bring, bring that sheet Bring down. the sheet, please. And, and we'll, look, we'll look over. Bring your sheet bring your to the sheet. show, please. I said sheet. Bring your sheet right, to know. the show. Now I feel like I'm, I'm, <laughs> it had to get dumped. But I'm Why? Like, no, I said sheet. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you said it. I mean, the English way of saying it's with a long eye. As long as you don't do that, we're in pretty good, you know, we're in pretty good shape. It scared me for a second. Oh, boy. It did. It's Panic in Detroit. A, it all right. For a second. Oh, the sun went down. You okay? Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, big day. Wednesday's a big day around here. Yeah. It's huge. Local three, programming starts at 7. Three-hour ride for you and me. Yep. Black and Abdallah are going to jump on from 9 to 11 after Cap and Hoodie. They're going to be live at the Combine. So when are they starting? At 6 a.m. then? Are they starting at 6 or 7, guys? Oh, they're starting at 5. They're kicking off the full... 5 a.m., uh, kid. 5 a.m. Don't deny them. They're two hours. So 5 to 9. 5 Poles, to 9. Polls is going on with them that morning. 7.30. 7.30, Wednesday morning. Live in Indy. Black and Abdallah will be on at 9. We'll be on 11 to 2. Waddle and Sylvie after that. Meller and Tyler. Big day. It's a three-hour ride. Maybe you remember ride. the announcement we made in November. It's a three-hour ride, baby. It's a three-hour tour. three-hour ride. three-hour ride. Armin started looking rough. The big man was tossed. I don't know. No. You're going to have to write, uh, what? write what? something. What? I said the big what man. What did you do? What did he just say? What's going on you over there? You guys are unbelievable. Why don't you say sheet? You said it. Why don't you say there, the word buddy. sheet a couple of more times? <laughs> Tony's on oh, the side. My heavens. Tony, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. What's up? Yeah, I'm I, I, um, You know, guys, if the Bears do not draft the impact player, it doesn't have to be the quarterback, it's a waste. If you get marginal ball players or just good ball players with these picks that they keep talking about and with the free agency deal, we're back to what? Maybe seven games, winning seven games. That's another year. Okay. Well, they're not, get listen, Tony, they're not turning it all around next year. They get I know, the seven, no, yeah, I understand. They get the seven and eight. I'm right. kind of happy. Right, right. I understand that. So, okay, say, well, you have two more years then? Yes. You have two years? Okay. So now you're looking at maybe a four-year project. They have to get this right. Yeah. And if they do not get it right, we're looking at another turnover yeah, as far as uh, uh, what maybe quarterback position? Maybe GM, coach, back to square one again. Of course, yes, Tony, uh, you're speaking uh, the truth. Of course, right. got, you need impact players. If they draft bad players, yes, they'll be doing this all over again in three years. Agreed. And, and another thing, hey, you know what? I hear you guys talking to Pop about Pat Beverly. Let's be serious. If, if we, the Chicago Bulls, are saying that he's pumping energy into their game now. That's, That's all they That's have. Totally. That's all they have, Tony. They got a Pep Pep didn't score yesterday. But he brought energy. But he brought energy. He brought the funk. And they beat the crap out of the wizard. We so. got the funk. So there you go. Gotta have that funk. It's Carbon and Yurko. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. White Sox baseball coming up in 11 minutes. Yeah, we're taking you to Cactus League action here in your home for the Sox. And then Waddle and Sylvie will be on when the game's over. The games are going to move quick with the pitch clock. Black and Abdallah are on tonight, oh 6 until 8. Don't forget to buy your ticket for our 25th anniversary celebration. It's happening on Friday, March. Friday. 
24th, live at the House of Blues. You must be 21 to buy in a, to buy a ticket and attend. Just go right. to LiveNation.com. That's LiveNation.com. And search ESPN 1000. Are we Chicago. still going to give away a couple tickets? Do I we have a contest? Think we will. Two? Like, we did one Before giveaway. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, we did. I, I think they're going to put some aside to do a few giveaways leading up to it. Yeah. But to just buy your ticket, secure your seat now. And Before it's sold out. Yeah, the MJH reunion, and we'll could, do our show could, live, yeah, and Waddle and Sylvie will be live. It was sold out show. Doors are going to open at 11. It'll be a great Friday, great way to... Uh, blew him away. And we'll be getting ready for the second weekend of the tournament, which is always fun, too. Oh, so. our, that's that's glorious times. exciting times, kid. Absolutely. Those are always exciting you times. You love it, man. You live for this. I love it. I live for it. Boy, I tell you, it's pricey You've sometimes. You've gotten so into college football. College basketball. College basketball, excuse yeah, me. Don't worry. Where's your brain? It's on hey, football. It's hanging upside down. That's where it's at. It's Come on, football, on now. baby. Football. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to Courtney Cronin live at uh, the Combine in Indy. She'll join us at 1230. Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus meet the media tomorrow. We'll play some of that sound when we're on the air. I wanted to play uh, this Barkley thing from first take. We'll save that for tomorrow. We'll do that uh, manana because I disagree with Charles. Ted is in, Logan, is in Lincoln Square. I'm sorry. What's up, Ted? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, the Bulls with Patrick Beverly, very interesting. First time in a couple of years that, that I found myself watching Bulls games, so that's oh, great. Wow. Just because of Pat Bev, all right. That's it, yeah. Yeah. The other thing, hey, if Ryan pulls, if he's a listener, you know, the, the Bears with that first pick, they, they should draft Bryce Young. Oh, really? So you're in the, you're in the trade Justin Camp and draft Bryce Young? No, keep both of them. Yeah, Make it a quarterback. Was, oh, yeah, boy. But, but that's too much invested in that position. Yeah, with too, too much invested too many, in the quarterback. Too, too much draft not so much money. Not so much money, <laughs> but draft, draft equity capital. for yeah. sure. Yeah. No gotcha. Uh, the Eli drafting trade. They need, you know? Oh. Well, that, that'd be trading him. I mean, like Ted, there's too much to do to keep both of them. Now, if you want to trade them, okay. If that's your, that's your opinion, fine. Differs from ours, but fine. If Ryan Poles falls in love with one of the quarterbacks, that's what he, he's going to have to do that. Differing opinions. Differing. You can't no. keep both of them. No. That, that's not something you want to no. do. That's we're not, not a healthy not, competition. Not no, that's not. not. you got too no. much draft equity invested then. In exactly. That, that creates an awkward situation. It's just not something that you want to do. doesn't make now, any sense is what it is. Now when you have a team with so many holes, you've got to use that capital more wisely to start fixing your team, to get playmakers on both offense and defense. Narav's in Hanover Park on ESPN 1000. Narav, what's up? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Um Regarding the Bears, do you guys think they'll, they might go after Mike Tusecki, um in free agency? Maybe. I, um, I mean, I can give you a maybe. A tight Mike end, Gusecki. Mike Gusecki? Yes. yes. I know Waddle's yes. a big Gusecki fan. I think he's a different player than... Uh, are there any other Notre Dame, Dame tight ends we should go after? Uh, yeah, Gusecki is another Yeah, Notre should Dame we just Dame. corner the market on Notre Dame tight ends, get them all here together, <laughs> maybe your, go 3 4 <laughs> Well, how about drafting Michael Mayer? Is that your desired uh, target in free agency, Narav? Is it Gasecki? No, I was just going. I was just having a conversation with my friends, so I, I thought I would, I would ask you guys. I, I look. I do. I, I wouldn't totally close the book on that. I suppose. I don't know what the market's going to be like for him. Uh, he's going to probably be one of the more sought after free agents, just off the top of my head, right? I'm trying to see if I can find Bowen's lists. Let's see where he had him. I mean, I think I saved Bowen's list in my packet. Of I think Bowen's had him about thirty second. Oh, so that's actually further down the list and than maybe I'm I guessing, thought. I'm guessing, so you might have to really go take a look at it. I'll, I'll, I'll peruse it. Um, wait, I have the wrong list. Where's my? 
I don't know. Maybe I don't have it. I'm, I thought I still had it. I might have to. Maybe I left it upstairs. Um, I'll try to go find it to see in terms of uh, what the competition's going to be like. But I don't want to say the Bears are set at tight end. I think they feel good about Komet. I don't think Komet's as dynamic a playmaker as you'd ideally love in that position. Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. Not everybody's going to be Travis Kelsey. Right. Not everybody's going to be Gronk. He's but not fighting the football as much as he was in the past. He's not. So I, he's doing that less, which is a good less, which is a good thing. I still think Waddle gives the best breakdown of him. He's still going to operate best as an inline tight end. Like he's not the kind of guy that's as versatile where you could put him flex, in the slot, yeah. flex him out wide, flex him. You like he's not doing those things. So ideally, would you like a tight end that has that skill set? Yeah, I would. I think they feel relatively good about him. You make a good point. He doesn't appear to be fighting the football as much as he did those first couple years. And that's a good sign. But, you know, what is he other than just like, okay, you feel good about Cole Komet. I don't think he's like a difference maker, though. To our caller's point. That he likes Notre Dame tight ends. We can get Kyle Rudolph in here. Kyle Rudolph is... Uh, Tyler Tyler Eifert Tyler. is another name that we might want to take They've a look at. They've had a at. lot of good ones, Jörg. Uh Troy Nicholas. I don't know, I don't know if he's still in the Nicholas. league, but he was second-round pick in 2014 with the Arizona Cardinals. Troy Nicholas. Ben Koyak is with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duran Smythe You're giving me a came few out in 2018. Alice Mack, New Orleans oh, Saints. Yeah. There's Komet in 2020. How about Tommy Tremble? Tommy Tremble. Tommy, third rounder with the Carolina that Panthers. That hasn't worked out. You sure? Maybe he's available? That hasn't he could come play with the uh, Chicago Bears? That hasn't worked out. Anymore? Do we, can I find any other? How about Dave Casper? Bring him in as a coach. They've got the Is number. Still Mark Bavaro? Can Mark we bring Bavaro. Mark Bavaro in? They've got the number one tight end coming Derek out this Brown? year. Don't yeah. they? Maples? What's his name? Marlo? Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's a mayor. Mako, Mako? Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer? Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, five touchdowns for Tommy Tremble. That's been a bit better than maybe I thought. Yeah, okay. give him a little bit of credit. He does have five touchdowns in his first two years. I feel like he's kind of been an afterthought, but all right. Well, either way, I've gone over every Notre Dame uh, guy in the league. I think that's still in the league. So a lot of Notre Dame tight ends to choose from, I believe. And is Jusecki a Notre Dame guy? He didn't even have him listed. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I screwed like that one up. I don't know. I'm I was taking at, your word for it because it I sounded right. It. I got it. I got it. Mike just said no. Penn State. That's why. <laughs> there you go. So he's not even a Notre Dame guy, and let me onto a rant. Penn State. Penn State. Let you onto this weird rant. Four thousand. Kyle Brady. It was a good rant, so we Thank just you. let you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kyle Brady. Penn State tight ends for a thousand. Alan. Thank you. Very After much. that, I stop. Well, I don't remember another Penn State tight they're, end. They're linebacker. You. They're not tight end. They are you. linebacker. They're linebacker. You. Running back. Isn't you. Iowa? Yes. Isn't Iowa? Yes. Uh, tight end university. Done, well, Notre Dame and Iowa have done great yeah. in recent years. Absolutely. Thank you for listening, calling, and participating in today's show. White Sox baseball is coming up. Waddle and Sylvie truncated after that. And then Black and Abdallah. Thanks to the guys for producing today. We will see tomorrow. We'll be all over the start of the combine. Courtney Cronin will join us. And again, tomorrow early in the morning, both uh, Ryan Poles and Iberfus are going to talk. So uh, we'll spin some of that back and talk plenty more Bears, NBA, pitch clock and how great it's going to be. Enjoy White Sox baseball. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Pitch clocks have the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be Presented a big by shot. Planet. Thanks, Adam. To open up your mouth. Today's final word, word on Carmen and Yurko. Oh, my goodness. 
The game just ended on a pitch clock violation. And now home plate umpire John Lipka visiting with Walt Weiss down there outside the Braves' dugout. Wow. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. 